Hello and welcome to the Juan Juan Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, consider signing up for the Patreon. There you get ad-free content, early access, exclusive episodes, and monthly supporter hangouts. You can find it at patreon.com slash the Juan on Juan podcast. If you don't like the subscription-based models, there are other ways of supporting the show that are linked in the description. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy this episode. They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart? Available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. Welcome to the One on One Podcast with your host. Juan Ayala. And think of really like if Geronimo, as recent as a figure, is in that history, in history to us as Geronimo. And in reality, we can't possibly think Geronimo was the most magical person or the most magical artifact. So if the skull of Geronimo retained any power, what other kind of power is being retained out there? Like what other kind of animals? That's where I think of things like Game of Thrones where you see down in their crypt they have a dragon skull. If you had Geronimo's skull and somebody else could have a dragon skull, like when people say, oh, I wonder what's under the Vatican. I wonder the books. What if it's not books? What if it's a dragon skull and it's something so much bigger than an idea of knowledge that we could obtain. I don't know if anyone out there has taken in the Avatar movies but I think it's so interesting when we talk about things like a dream or even melanin or virgin's blood or these kind of things they're draining the it's almost the pineal gland of a whale in this that's the highest like higher than the tree of life that they wanted to mine in the first one the pineal gland of the whale because their philosophy center and their music center and their language center was way bigger than the avatars on this island and humans were using it to stay young and so it's like huh we know they study a chrome on rabbits we know they do it on turtles huh here's this thing on whales so I just wonder, it's like the levels of things I feel like they know that we don't know and that they keep from us.
Welcome back to another episode of the Horn One Podcast. I'm your host as always. Remember to follow the show on social media at the Horn One Podcast on pretty much any platform. TJOJP.com is the website. Patreon.com slash the Horn One Podcast. YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff. Make sure to click the links below. And today we are joined by a returning guest and friend of the show, Chaney from Project Chaney. What's up, Chaney? Hey Juan, how are you? Word on the street Excited is to be back. Word on the street is you're you're a clone. Is that true? I am not that I know of, but would a clone know they were a clone? <laughs> that's that's a good question, right? I mean, that's what it isn't that what a clone would say though if they were confronted for being a clone. I I would have all the information up to the point of swapping places with the original Cheney. So Hold on. Like <laughs> and if you were going to have a clone army, why would you ever tell the clones they're clones? Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> well, I mean, are uh, uh, what is it? Oh, Star Wars Attack of the Clones, they all know they're clones, right? Do they? I don't know. Oh man, this is this is this is but interesting. The, like uh, multiplicity, all of them know they're a different one of the dude. But if I'm the lesser Cheney, like if it's a copy of a copy of a copy, um, I'm the lesser version of Cheney now. But it's like everybody hates. J- Did you watch the Black Mirror? <laughs> Where it's like Which everybody episode? hates the yeah. first one of. <laughs> was there June? Is that her name? Everybody hates June. <laughs> Judy, Jude, Ellen. yeah, yeah, I know which one you're I talking about. How, Everybody hates whatever that Brody's name is. <laughs> how yeah. how creepy was that? Like the 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 concepts in the in those in that show, right? So let's see here. All of them. Did Every Black Mirror episode? Did the clones know what they were doing during Order sixty six? Let's see here. I don't know if they know that they're clones. How did the how did the can clones tell each other apart? Anyways, I don't know. I mean, somebody would have to answer that. But were they aware that they were clones? How do clones recognize each other? Clone troopers eventually learn how to read individuals by slight differences in facial and behavioral quirks. So apparently it's a thing. They were able to tell each other apart. Hmm. Then it's not real Because eventually, even if... There was like 10 versions of me that were all made at the same time. From that point on, they would develop their own quirks and personality traits. Well, have you seen They Clone Tyrone yet? No. You know, I put it on and it was in there. It was on in my periphery, but I don't feel like I took any of it in. You watched it? Like you sat down and watched it though? It was on. I was sitting, but I didn't. <laughs> I must have played on my phone or made you gotta a gotta watch it because because they implant the memories, Cheney, with the lights. You know, when they're, when they're laying on the table, the they're swapping the new one out. So maybe they swapped you out, put you on the table, did the lights, and then you're good to go. You know what I mean? So I don't know. And here we are with the maybe clone Cheney or not. <laughs> I, <laughs> you want to plug maybe. your stuff? For the people uh, to find if you? anyone wants to find anything, they can go to projectchaney.com. I'm everywhere you find your podcast. If you are on YouTube, I have three episodes up, but I'm planning on getting a lot more video episodes that season two. And uh, they can go to Chaney underscore in underscore Wonderland on Instagram is where I do most of my shit posting. Otherwise, it's Project Chaney everywhere. 
Yeah, you do a lot of shit posting, Chaney. And speaking <laughs> of shit posting, I, I posted about right speaking about clones and speaking about art artificial things. I posted this thing about pigeons not being real, and I had an alarmingly, uh, a, a surprisingly large amount of people that hit me up, telling me about how they've had experiences with baby pigeons. Now, not all pigeons are fake. I'm sure there's some real ones sprinkled in there. But, I mean, as of the most recent thing I saw was on Joe Rogan. There was a lady on there talking about how they had genetically altered pigeons. I mean, this is a, this is an actual thing. Now, if they're androids or not, that's a whole different debate. But they've the CIA has used pigeons before for spying on people i mean that that's that's mainstream history if you want to believe that but as of recently they found a i think it's they called it the house of horrors now we can't say a lot because of youtube but the there was genetically modified animals in there to spread a certain type of disease that we all are very familiar with so that's just in california that they found that Right, this house of horrors with a whole bunch of stuff in it. Now, let's let's take that microcosm and expand it outwards, right? And the military industrial complex and what they're maybe doing and with movies like they clone Tyrone, what are they planting in the subconscious of the masses to start to take in? I mean, recently they also talked about the aliens that are the, the ones that are responsible for the cow mutilations and the abductions, well, that supposedly they were lab-grown, man-made entities, but that there are some extraterrestrial entities. And also, I know that, I know you just recently posted about lamb, and I was, I've been talking about lamb recently, and the idea that now the whole conspiracy community is talking about how all aliens are a psyop, and they're all fake and gay, and they're all made up. But when I was growing up as a kid, aliens were very real. And Area 51 was a real thing. And it wasn't a government psyop. But from 1947 on, Cheney, because Grant attributes and they take responsibility, right? He says that Crowley mm -hmm. takes responsibility for the modern UFO age. This is something he wrote about in the Mob Zone. But what happened? What about all the UFO sightings and extraterrestrials before 1947? Were those all a government psyop? Were those all fake and gay? Like what was going on there? Because I think that this phenomenon goes back hundreds, if not thousands of years. If we want to talk about right the Mahabharata and the Bhagavad and, and all these different texts that talk about these floating ships and all these. I mean, that wasn't a government psyop back then, right? I find that most of the time that people are just blanketly like this thing's fake where it's just like the whole thing's fake. They've done no research on the thing and they're just it's an easy like you don't know how many people that are like adrenochrome's fake. It's just a psyop. And I'm like, well, you've done no research on adrenochrome mm -hmm. then because I have and I have buddies that have even done more than me and it's 100 percent real and they've been researching it a whole long time. So this is what I find with a whole bunch of this magic stuff and occult stuff. <laughs> um, they put it in these fictional movies. So it goes into that spot in their head where all of it's all, of, all not real. So like the birds aren't real there. <laughs> if you can go get a drone from Walgreens and you can fly that 
and that's the technology you can buy for $10 from Walgreens. The idea that the government, bare minimum, has 50-year advancement on that. Bare minimum, probably 100. So they, there's no way, any way you could think of as a little kid to spy, the government's thought of that in tenfold. There's bugs that spy on you. There's, you know, there's uh, birds, there's dogs, there's humans. <laughs> like, I don't think, there's pandas. <laughs> Bears. There's China. panda diplomacy. The, they have pandas that come into your parks with men in suits. <laughs> the, Chinese, the Chinese bear that people were talking about. The, the, let's let's look it up here. What do you think? Do you think that was? Hey, it's interesting to me. I just have to add because today the government, you know, because they always they're they're they spread the propaganda to us, so we settle in that it's a real thing. So they're like plague, 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 plague. Here comes Corona. You know, like ding, 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 and they do these things: aliens, 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 aliens. Here comes their ships. I'm more of an interdimensional person where I think they're opening some sort of wormholes or something. But today. They released, there's a new, like, Virus X and this new thing, X, you know, and so we have this symbolism that they keep marking us with, no pun intended. So then you got, like, um, Elon with X and you brought up the bird flu. So I thought, huh, isn't that funny? Like, X took over the Twitter bird, which was like the mockingbird, and like the bird, Elon even posted at one point, birds aren't real. So then it's Wait, like, did he really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right when after he took over Twitter, like one of the things when he made once he was like, oh, I'm going to rebrand this. He already knew the brand. No pun intended. The brand. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to rebrand this. So uh, I just thought, is, will the next flu be a bird flu since X over the bird of Twitter? Like, will we get this so virus? I, I remember seeing this article a while back about an interdimensional disease from from skinwalker ranch right i mean talking about fake psyops and all these things and you have that show of skinwalker ranch and i remember as a kid watching these shows on the bermuda triangle or any bigfoot show or any cryptid show where i went man this is going to be the one where they reveal it and i go but then i thought to myself i go if they revealed like a Bigfoot sighting on this show, wouldn't have it already made the news if it was like a real big, like the treasure of Oak Island, that show just went on and on and every single episode would be like, oh, this is the episode. They're going to find something. They kept just reeling you in and I would keep coming back to it. I'd keep watching it over and over and over again. Like you just don't ever learn. Right. And yeah, but th this, I, I did see that the, the, their, prepping a new i think vaccine for this this new uh i forgot what they referred to it as but i did see something i don't know maybe it was you that posted it and i might have seen it from your post but this new disease that they're that they're prepping us for the new pandemic i think is what they called it and i, th I find that very interesting because maybe perhaps they i, I would like an interdimensional pandemic i think that would be cool if there was one i mean that's a, that's a very bad thing to say but how what a cool concept like something like out of <laughs> like something out of the thing right where it's like it laid dormant for so many years and then you break it out of there and it's like yo what's gonna happen you know what i mean like is it gonna turn you can it we're in a room full of people we don't know who has it right and then all of a sudden it catches you by yourself 
his face opens up, swallows you up, you're done, but then it morphs into you. And, and hey, where'd Joe go? Where'd Chaney go? She disappeared. Is this the thing, Chaney, or is this the real Chaney? Well, we don't know, right? So no one's leaving this room until we figure out who the real Chaney is, right? So it's like <laughs> I, that that concept, right? It's been in our subconscious. And la- last time you and I got together, we did the episode of the Sorcerers of the Subconscious, which the subconscious of, is a very powerful thing when it comes to the occult, right? The ego is a thing, the subconscious. And the idea of, on the idea of interdimensionalism, the Mundus Imaginalis, where it's a, I still don't know if it's an individual dimension that sprouts forth from your imagination or if it's the collective right so the idea being that there's this autonomous world that comes forth from your imagination a mage nation right imagination and are we all contributing to that alternate dimension or is it only to each person has their own alternate dimension you know what i'm saying like do I have my own Mundus Imaginas and then Cheney has her own Mundus and then maybe they interact with each other, right? And and sometimes mine bleeds into yours because I can't see the fake lizard people at the back of the plane, but she could. That was her Mundus Imaginalis sprouting I forth. I don't know. She, I think, that bitch is not real. <laughs> I would have screamed back at her. She'd be like, that motherfucker is not real. And I'd be like, she is not real. Yeah. <laughs> That that was all because I've seen other videos pop up too. But my favorite videos are the ones where it's like something similar, but it's in a different language because they put up subtitles. And I go, you could literally put anything up on those subtitles. I know I could have been like that bitch ate my peanuts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And like it was a Chinese one I think that was talking about the people the the flight attendants not being real or something like that. And they were they were putting it on the subtitles, but it's like you could put whatever. Like, I love when they put, like, a video of Putin or somebody talking. Yeah, doing a speech. And then they put the, like, the America must go down or something. Or I'm like, how do we know? Can we even trust that this is now, especially, right, with the with the deep fakes and all this stuff? Like, can we even trust these? Because the AI has gotten pretty good at emulating. It might not get, it might not be spot on, but it's pretty good at emulating somewhat. These people, you have the the AI Joe Rogan podcast experience, I think it is, where it's a full podcast, but it's AI Rogan. And it's kind of clunky. I don't even know what's real. It's kind of clunky. I mean, you can tell, but... It's like you were saying, if like your, your space that you can think and mine, I got to think there's other realms. I don't know how many... But the government knows there's other realms. You can look it up in different, like, CIA documents. And then I believe with programs that we see on shows like Stranger Things, but we know that's all real, too, that they use children to go in astral travel um, so that they can listen to conversations. They use different people to spy. (laughs) So I think they could send those people into other realms and... The benefit of using children would be they couldn't be biased and they would give you all the information that you asked. But the downfall maybe of using children was that they had no control of what they didn't bring back with them. And so I think there could be things maybe loose in this realm if we get into the idea because people always talk about Bigfoot and things, but nobody has a reality of like Mothra or Godzilla and like the ocean being so deep and like who knows what a child's imagination could create. 
Yeah. Like if the first rule of alchemy is mentalism, if everything's mental, none of the other rules apply. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. None of the other rules apply. They're just there to fill the void of an ego. If the first rule is mentalism, nothing else matters. There's no other rules. But so this is something that, that a lot of people, <laughs> right, that that I've caught slack for, quote unquote, about taking some things too literally, right? And obviously there's, according to Manly P. Hall, there's seven different ways of interpreting things, right? The historical is, is the, the, the lowest of those. And when it comes to alchemy, which we might talk about here in a little bit, the idea of it is a physical thing, how much it is a psychological thing, how much it is a metaphysical thing. Like, you know, it's like it exists on different planes of existence. And now you touch on a, on a very interesting concept because it is mental. Does it make it real? Does it does it? Is there ways of drawing that down? You know, I'm trying to word this correctly. Like, because, you know, for what's real is just 51% of the room seeing it. But, Cheney, if Bigfoot is real. Even if it's money. If Bigfoot is real, (laughs) where are the good pictures of Bigfoot? (laughs) But what if there was something like um, there's a bunch of ancient cultures all over the world that won't even allow you to take their picture? All over the world because they think it'll steal something from you. There's also a whole bunch of things you can look into about magic mirrors and mercury mirrors and silver on the back of mirrors. And now we have plastic on the back of glass. There used to be deities that maybe those magic mirrors, they could not be visible in. And so I think now we would never know because they've destroyed any of the technology that we, and it, it's different technology than we think of now. Like it didn't ha- need all the wires and all the things. But if the first rule is belief, maybe we all believed instead of a fake monetary system that these crystal balls would talk to each other. How much of the collective until it becomes a real thing? So everybody, it's like, we shouldn't take things literally, but everything that everyone's going on is literature. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's literal. It's literal. So it's just like, um, if we don't take it by what it says, then we can discuss until the cows come home what they meant. And that's the philosophy of it all. But even in the philosophy, we have to rely on our tools of discernment personally somewhere that... I'm not reading bullshit. You're not saying bullshit. I'm not watching bullshit. And what might be bullshit today could be totally true tomorrow and then bullshit again the day after. It's like, so to me, it's still all mental. It's all totally what I think. I can heal myself with my brain. I can make myself sick with my brain. I believe I could probably move objects with my brain. I've done enough different um, meditations and psychedelics that I know I've spoken to people without my mouth. I know I've heard without my ears. I've seen without my eyes. So it's like, I know there's your heart and I know there's your gut um, where people talk or your chakras and these different things. But I think it's all starts here. Mm-hmm. I mean, speaking of cultures, right? There's a lot of cultures that have that, the, the dot there. I mean, it's the, the ancient Egyptians had the, the, is the, was it two snakes? Or was, there was two, I know there was two things. There was a cobra and something else, but yeah, the, the idea of whenever I have like really vivid dreams, I think about if because usually in the dream, there's a person that I know and I go, I wonder if that person saw me in there 
dreams if i interacted with them because i've been sober because whenever i whenever i smoke i don't i don't remember my dreams so i've been sober for a while now and usually like the that week after you quit that they that the, your dreams come back it's like it just hits you like a bag of potatoes and you're just like whoa that was a crazy dream and I often wonder, I go, did, did the other person see me, right, in this other realm? Because I've been reading a lot of Kenneth Grant lately, and they talk about how the the deep sleep state is this different, pretty much different dimension. And what you were saying with the mirror is that these entities might not, you can't, they can't be seen with certain materials, which we know materials are important, right, when they're building monuments and building buildings and doing all these different things. Well, in a ceremonial setting, especially materials are important. Well, if we, if we, you know, extrapolate that even further, the idea that these entities, for example, the Cthulhu, the Cthulhu mythos, the, the great old ones, well, they seem grotesque to you. And I'm looking at it from a Typhonian point of view, okay? Mm -hmm. They seem horrific and grotesque to you in this waking state. So whenever you witness Cthulhu, you see him as this crazy monster, but in your deep sleep state, you might see him as something else. Now, all of these entities seem demonic in nature, no matter how you put it. So I don't know what a what a pretty Cthulhu would look like in a deep sleep <laughs> alternate dimension well, mobs. Yeah. Right? He's like, oh, he's like fucking Nick Cage, just like. <laughs> yeah, he's a total <laughs> Is it Con, Con like Air, Nick Cage, like fucking just like, <laughs> yeah. Like who who knows, right? I mean. But again, this is the literature that we're reading about these things and we're taking these people's words for it. Although it might be, again, emphasizing on the dark as darker aspect of it, because that's what they're really into. But yeah, I think that that there is something to that. All, right. Essentially, it's altered states of consciousness because the the dream is really it's really. It's a funny one because you felt like you were there, but you weren't really there. Or were you? You know what I mean? Like you're Or is it even more real than here? Well, I know people who they tell me that they astral project and they do shenanigans in the astral realm and they say it sucks when they get back because they can do all this stuff. It's like almost like you're in the game, right? Yeah. I've never gotten to that point of being able to control my my dreams. I have a friend who's working on walking through walls right now in her dream. <laughs> I thought you meant in real life. <laughs> no, well, it, your dream state is your real life that you get so good at your dream state that they tell you to make something in the real world, the quote unquote real world, to do something in this time and space so that you know, like every time I walk through a doorway, you remind yourself that you're not dreaming. Or that's why some people have a dream totem or something they can like a watch because supposedly the time won't show in your dream. But I have somebody that is, they say to dream map because the people you meet in your dream, you can learn about them and you can know details about their lives and you can uh, map in your dream. Like the convenience store will always be in the same reference to your grandmother's and then your grandmother's will always be in the same reference to like your house will always be the same. If you draw it, it might be backward, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, the dream mapping, I'm not a great dreamer. It's not my superpower. I am a pothead and I have quit for periods of time specifically for my dreams and it didn't really help, but nicotine patches induce my dreams like crazy where I, can become immediately like a lucid dreamer and i know i'm immediately lucid in my head so the patches that give you nicotine 
Yeah, like, but I would, <laughs> they tell you to put them on in the morning, like when you, if you're a cigarette smoker, uh, to put them on in the morning and then you, throughout the day and then you tear it off before bed. I am a weirdo because they said it would give you weird dreams. So I was like, cool, I'm going to put this on right before bed. <laughs> <laughs> And it really did. <laughs> what if that's the secret, Cheney? Right? Like, like the silica packets. Don't eat the silica packets. And you've seen that meme where he takes and he breaks out of the breaks out of the matrix. It's like, oh, yeah. welcome back. It was like, you've done it. Or I was like, what if that's the secret? You know, like, uh, where do you put it on your body? Do you put it behind your neck or something? Or? You have to change spots because it's weird on your, like, you know how sticky sometimes too long on your skin will irritate your skin? Yeah. And plus it's nicotine going in there. So I imagine it's. So you know. what if I put two on my nipples? before going to sleep <laughs> that's how you i know you'll be milking like you wake up and people will be sucking your teeth like, for cigarette drags what if what <laughs> if that's the secret like what if all these ascended masters were just like no bro the secret of the philosopher's stone is two nicotine patches straight to the nips and you're well, i wonder if it was chewing tobacco leaves because you know they'd smoke peace pipes so if you look into all these ancient tribes that they would sit at night and like what if they just threw a ton of tobacco and sat around the fire mm -hmm. and then inhaled the oh. smoke maybe the people that were sleeping are inhaling the smoke and they might have had weird dreams from the tobacco Ooh, yeah that's a good one and speaking of dreams i recently had on Stephen A. Ross, and he's, I got some books from him today, and we talked about dreams, actually, and he sent me his book, A Grand Design of Dreams, and he's, awesome. he's an interesting individual because he, <laughs> he has lived his life, and I did an episode with him, so that'll be out before this, but he did a, he's lived a majority of his life through following his dreams, so you'd have a dream dream about something, wake up, and then follow whatever his dream told him. And he lived a, a really interesting life that way. So, and I haven't read the book yet, but apparently it's about teaching, telling, I don't know what it's about, but it's about, he's got some dream stuff in here. The dream, I think it, I think it was like a dream journal of his. Not sure. I'll have to check that out. But again, a grand design of dream. Shout out to Stephen A. Ross. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Let me make sure my dog is inside. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> okay, it's all good. <laughs> How to let your familiar back into the house? <laughs> no, they were already in, but I kept hearing something past my earphones, and I'm like, is everything good? Is everything all right? Like, <laughs> they were giving me anxiety. <laughs> so this idea of, again, following your dreams quite literally, not just figuratively what they tell you, right? They've always told us, what do you want to be when you grow up? Follow the follow your make your dreams come true. Is that like that pro that subconscious programming huh. of like if you're able because you have people who talk a lot of shit that they talk about how they figured out the matrix. They figured out how to how to do stuff in this reality. And geez, let me turn off my notifications on here because I just switched my profiles on Google Chrome and I just had a notification go off, which I never have that. This is so embarrassing. Turn off all notifications. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Uh, it'll it'll pick it up on my roadcaster on my um. end. Yeah. So, yeah, this idea, right, that they've always told us. I remember growing up, like, what do you want to be? Huh? What do you, What do you want to do? Like all these different things, and it's like that's a lot of pressure to put on a, on a kid, especially, right? And then like you mix everything else in life. Like for me, it was religion. And like reading the book of Revelation, 
damn, this is gonna be this is gonna get crazy. Come here when when God comes back, right? And what if one day I wake up and I'm one of those that got that got left behind? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I hate it's so wacky to even say this. I remember my mom telling me that story and I was like I'm okay. Like, Ma, I'm going to get left behind, and I'm okay. Like, I was like six. Yeah. <laughs> I was it's just traumatic. like, I'm already okay with getting left behind. Like, I'm not even going to try to live <laughs> up to whatever it is you guys are up to. I'm not, like, I did the whole thing. I went to the whole churches, but I just remember really thinking to my head, like, who's going to save all the people that are left if you guys all leave? It's okay. I'm fine with staying. If you guys all have to vanish into whatever's next, that's cool. I'll stay. <laughs> like my little kid brain, it didn't even make sense. You guys are all going to leave these people down here? Mm-hmm. Who's going to tell them? <laughs> well, my my grandma always told me that you could you were able to repent. The only thing is that you had to get your head cut off if you wanted to go back up. It was like some weird stuff, and I'm like, "Where are you getting?" It? I was like, "Oh, it's on the Bible." I'm like, "What? Where in like where in the Bible does it say that?" It's like, "Oh, well, the it was it the seven years after the fact or something or other." I remember that. I mean, that was 2005 when I read the book. I think yeah, 2005. <laughs> and if you thinking what we think about like what a what potentially a skull could retain and like maybe the magic that a skull could retain, all the people that were like, "No, I'm not accepting this." The only way they could accept was to get decapitated. Now the powers that be had their skull. Mm, got some skull and bones going on. Mm-hmm. Back again to this this indigenous lore where even in Florida, right, you had the Timakua, you had the Tequestas. They would keep the bones because the bones held. It would they would you know that they would they would feed the bone the remains of their ancestors, like the people who would pass away. When they would pass away, they would at these, they call them Charnel houses or Carnell houses, whatever, however you say it. They would go to these houses and they would, they would give a piece of their food to as like an offering because that family member was still with them. Right. And then they would take their bones. They would dehydrate them, put them in a little special box, like this little leather box, and they would return it back to the family. And that ancestor wasn't dead. That ancestor had actually become or the family member wasn't dead. He had be, he had become like a deity, almost like an ancestor, which was higher up in the chain. And also the deaths of their family members would shift their family outline. So it would shift. Your mother wouldn't be your mother anymore, right? She'd be something. She'd be your ancestor or something. Again, this is, you can look it up. But the, uh, the, the idea that it would, death would quite literally shift their relations, their relationships in their family and their hierarchy and everything. It was crazy, like the craziest thing ever. Like these ideas are are what well, obviously they're bizarre to us, but to them it wasn't. It was a way of life for them. But the idea that these remains hold power, I mean that that I think that right skull and bones with the skull and bones of Geronimo, and who knows what else? Because I recently did an episode where the guy who they were fighting over the artifacts at Machu Picchu, and the guy who discovered Machu Picchu was also from Yale. Right. And who knows if he was into some shenanigans over there with their the H and eight consortium or whatever that they refer to them as like their secret societies. Like these are very influential people. And what a weird connection. Yale with Machu Picchu. I would have never known that 
if it wasn't for that episode with with uh, Mystic Mark. Shout out to him. And think of really like if Geronimo, as recent as a figure, is in that history in history to us as Geronimo, and in reality. We can't possibly think Geronimo was the most magical person or the most magical artifact. So if the skull of Geronimo retained any power, what other kind of power is being retained out there? Like what other kind of animals? That's where I think of things like Game of Thrones where you see down in their crypt they have a dragon skull. If you had Geronimo skull and somebody else could have a dragon skull, like when people say, oh, I wonder what's under the Vatican. I wonder the books. What if it's not books? What if it's a dragon skull and it's something so much (laughs) bigger than an idea of knowledge that we could obtain? Like, you know, we were uh, I don't know if anyone out there has taken in the Avatar movies, but I think it's Mm -hmm. so interesting when we talk about things like adrenochrome. Or even uh, melanin or virgin's blood or these kind of things. They're draining the, it's almost the pineal gland of a whale in this. That's the highest, like higher than the tree of life that they wanted to mine in the first one. The pineal gland of the whale because their philosophy center and their music center and their language center was way bigger than the avatars on this island. And humans were using it to stay young. And so it's like, huh, we know they study adrenochrome on rabbits. We know they do it on turtles. Huh, here's this thing on whales. So I just wonder, it's like the levels of things I feel like they know that we don't know and that they keep from us. Mm -hmm. And then they want us buying all into Western medicine and technology. I mean, they even told us, if you want to make a living, uh, go into medicine or computers. Why? So when you pull the power grid, all I know how to do is this. (laughs) And the only thing I know how to do is this. You didn't teach me what any of the pharmaceuticals meant in school. You didn't teach me, you barely showed me the human body because now you have it compartmentalized so much. If I learn about the vascular system, I don't know anything about the endocrine system. And if I learn about that, I don't know anything about muscles. And if I learn about uh, geriatrics, I don't know anything about pediatrics. Like It's so wild what they've kind of done to us when I used to think this knowledge was just ours to have. And we just passed it down. And you might be able to go sit in the skull of a whale, which if you haven't seen the skull of a whale and still think there's dinosaurs, it's that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, Wait, so you, I just, you believe in dinosaurs or no? No. I think that's the most ludicrous thing. And people are like, well, dino- um, gators. And I'm like, well, then alligator's still there. So it's not a dinosaur. Like, is it's a silly thing of... Uh, humans are wild (laughs) they're wild look killer whale look at that it looks like a dinosaur right yeah and then anything you take about a t-rex that's a dragon those little baby arms like that are ostrich arms and they need big wings on them (laughs) so the (laughs) the avatar movie the way of the water right spoiler for those people listening Skip ahead if you don't want to hear the spoiler. And I do use a lot of pop culture shit to talk about big stuff that's in esoteric. Like, I'll read it, and then I'm like, how am I going to explain this? Oh, 100%. To like, so. and, and that idea, because the whales were experiencing religion, they were experiencing spirituality, they were experiencing, like, this whole other realm. That actually, I think it's Timothy Leary. I actually wrote about that, about how, and I could be getting this wrong. This is, I'm getting this from Donut. Shout out to him. 
the idea that whales can have spiritual experiences because their brains are so big. And I'm going to be, we're going to be doing something here soon on whales, but yeah, that's not too far fetched that whales can have their own spiritual experience. Now, what's interesting about that is do they believe in the same God that we believe in? Do they believe in like, well, I'm saying we, but the, that, you know, you know what I'm saying? That God, not, insert your religion god here but maybe let's let's not talk about prophets or or the son of god like jesus or whatever like let's talk about the godhead like the top one right the one that emanates out reality a source a source of whatever that is because you get you'll get lost in the nitty-gritty like oh this guy was a prophet and he wasn't the son of god like they'll start to break everything now you could have one whole series podcast and never get to the end of it. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let, let's step it up. The source, right? Like the the yeah. one, the God, the whatever that thing is. Like, do they believe in that? Are they connected to that? Who knows? And and whales can communicate with like, was it miles and miles? I don't know the exact distance, but miles and miles away. And they talk in this weird, and they and they have feelings. Like they 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 have compassion and love and. There's interactions with people and whales where the whale like touch the flipper, like be gentle enough to know that that little human being, right? It, it, it knows just enough. Let's pull it up. Whale. And people have stories all over of like whales saving their boat or saving them or um, being in a raft and getting circled by different dolphins and even that picture, uh, hold, that man holding that whale, that is like a CGI they take in the way of water with this whale and one of the avatars. How, how, what a crazy looking animal. That, that's such a crazy animal. It's so big. Look at that. All of them. They're mag- they're, and look how they sleep. That's a sperm whale sleeping. Oh, wait, that's a humpback. But if you look up the sperm whale, oh, the humpbacks might sleep the same way too. But the sperm whale sleeping is wild. What the Look heck? at that. You know what gives me like the heebie-jeebies like seeing like where you can't see the bottom? I know that's a real th- there's a name for that. that. Yeah, some people get like a sense of um, height scare when they're in the water like that. They say it, you lose it if you're somebody that gets it when you're snorkeling. They say if you learn how to scuba dive, you lose it immediately. The second you know you can dive down into the water. Um, but I even believe the scuba dive, if you've noticed the last few years, people are swimming all around great sharks or great white sharks and all these animals yeah. and killer whales all over. And it's because they've lost their sense of fear of these animals that we used to not have until two keys on a keyboard went dan and then we all started to be scared of jaws but we used to not be scared of the water we were very comfortable in the water and so i also believe they feared of how long humans can hold their breath and i think the more that we're seeing humans go down into the water and record it it's like tony hawk doing a 900 once somebody <laughs> can see him do it now there's a 1200 and that's how it's like oh that guy can hold his breath for eight minutes now someone can hold their breath for 10 now someone and when you look up all these other animals seals and whales and they can hold their breath for so long and we have huge lungs for our size 
we just don't have calm hearts. So there is some little mm. things in this, but in all James Cameron movies, that he takes so much truth. And there's so much about the livingness on this earth that of the Avatar Earth. I think it's Pandora, which is like, of course, um, that he sh- tries to show in, Ava- um, in The Abyss that I believe, and we get into the Titanic and the sub stuff again, um, but I believe that he knows something that's deep under the water. Like almost the aliens have never been off planet ever. Almost like we're the aliens that came off planet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, no. That's like a concept I never hear. Like there was something so peaceful here and we're the ones (laughs) like it was. We're the ones that aren't supposed to be here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I've I've talked about that. That's one of the things that doing mushrooms had like opened up for me where the mushrooms told me like yo humans are cancer like humans are destruction they are everything they touch you know they turn to not to gold but the opposite whatever you you know you know the concept i'm getting at and that's one of the things i kept hearing over and over again and i remember while i was just blasted on mushrooms just peaking and then watching the 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 documentary our earth or something like that our our nature or something and seeing the seals that these i think these elephant seals that have to climb higher and higher to get colder and colder but it's like a four ton or two ton animal that's not supposed to be 200 feet up in the air and they're all pushing themselves off this cliff and this this seal is just tumbling down to its death Mind you, I'm on mushrooms. I'm just like freaking out. I'm Sorry like, to laugh. like <laughs> I pictured it in my head and it actually made me laugh. And I'm like, what a horrible psychotic thing to watch. So I'm I'm watching this and I'm seeing that just they 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 would pan out the camera and it would just be just it would look like miles and miles of these seals. And I'm telling myself, I'm like, why are there so many of them? Why what's happening? Like there were so many seals and then they're showing you the seal fall to its death, this brutal death. And then it, obviously it's like a like an English narrator. And watch the two-ton animal, right? I'm, I have a horrible accent. This is all because of humans. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what it makes you think, though. Exactly. But it's probably not. Well, I, well is, maybe remember not. Remember how but... you said the narrator of the Putin thing earlier? I always <laughs> use this analogy. They could just use a polar bear swimming to ice and then put any narration over it and say... The ice caps are melting. Look at this poor polar bear. Can't find anywhere to sleep or eat. Nope. If you watch this polar bear 100 years ago, this is exactly what it does. No ice caps are melting. The New York sea levels at the exact same. It's all just fresh water. If you fill up your your glass all the way to the top with ice and water, as the ice melts, it doesn't overflow. (laughs) It doesn't start overflowing your glass. Mm -hmm. So it's just there is some things that with philosophies i know people will just be like that's flat earth philosophy i don't i'm not really a flat earther i'm not a like i don't know i don't know what i think's really going on but uh i do think that there's just there's too much they do want us to think we're the cancers when i really think they like their serial killing and murder and like poisoning us and things that's not really us they've tried so hard to convince us human nature is a certain way but there are some pieces of shit though 
Yeah, but I think even that they're they're MK Ultra. They're just MK Ultra to a better extent. They're from MK Ultra parents to better extent. Like, you know, everybody's like, not all cops are good cops. You have to be a certain kind of person to want to be a cop. Where people are like, not all soldiers are good <laughs> soldiers. You got to be a certain kind of person to want to kill for your country. There's certain things that not all fraternities are bad fraternities but why are you joining things like what there's just certain <laughs> things i don't understand where what organization is a good organization that shit is gay don't be joining stuff right <laughs> yeah my dad taught me to not, not join anything and so the inconvenient truth really is that they've been trying to sell us the global warming narrative for as long as we know because it's the new one they tried to sell us the ice age before that and i I really just think as far as you go back, they because they know about the sky clock and we don't, they're trying to convince us to sacrifice the kids for the weather. That's as far as you go back. And we don't know anything about it. So they're like, oh, look at we're going to cover the sun unless you give us enough of your children that we're going to sacrifice to this thing. And then the sun will come back out. But it was just an eclipse. I think they're doing that still right now. Except now they don't necessarily need us to give them our children. We'll just transition them. And so we're just doing another kind of sacrifice for the weather. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's another one, right? Where you can quite literally just... It's such a powerful thing to be able to manipulate somebody into whatever it is you want them to do. And then... As a, recently, there there is all these. I don't know if you've noticed these shows on how to become a cult leader. Yeah. And there's this other show. I think it's like cult something on Hulu, where it's like about cult leaders. And it, it why is it that we know, right? When it comes to all these serial killers and all these documentaries that they just do documentary after documentary on the hell's Dahmer. They've done like how many documentaries are on Dahmer? How many documentaries <laughs> on Dahmer? Like, you think that they're going to come up with more stuff? How many doc Wikipedia, Same. 20 Jeffrey Dahmer projects have been released since 1992 by comparison. There have been 12 Batman movies and TV shows produced in the same amount of time. 20 Dahmer documentaries. Like... It's it's what I talked about at the beginning with, with, the, with the Bigfoot show or the Oak Island show. It's like, Oh, this is going to be the show. This is going to be the one where they really show us that clear picture of a Bigfoot or Dogman or Mothman or what did you mention earlier? Godzilla. Whatever. Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> why, why, why is it we all see the same thing and not something else? Something completely different. But yeah, what a ridiculous! There are look, there are too many shows about. It's so Donald. funny you said like that because I, I took in that. How do you like uh, what what do you do to become a cult leader? And I just flipped through all the guys they mentioned. Not one mention though of you just have to join the CIA. <laughs> Every <laughs> single dude in that how to become a cult leader is all guys I would say are shadow government selling babies, um, doing like doing MK Ultra, um, and all the guys I'd say they'd say are. CIA serial killers in the same way because they use that Manson and everything. They've all been Berkeley experimented on. They've all been uh, LSD I'm sure experimented on. I'm sure it's just a coincidence, on. Cheney. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's no correlation. 
between <laughs> CIA assets and cult leaders, okay? I'm sure it's just a big coincidence and it just happens to be that way. No, but absolutely you're right. And it, again, it's all a psychological project and it goes back to this MK Ultra mind control and that's why that movie the the they clone Tyrone is is pretty important as far as like mainstream narrative cinemagician sorcerers of the subconscious type of thing because it shows everything that we're talking about in this movie but then it kind of just like laughs at it like <laughs> hey you know this is just a funny joke it's it's just Harry Potter magic ha don't, ha ha it's don't not real think kids. anything you know I've been I've been meaning to get into Harry Potter I haven't I I remember as a kid starting similar to series i would start books over and over again and then somehow or another you would drop the book and never finish it so you'd start it all over again because you wouldn't be able to remember what it was about to begin with and i think it was was it the the chamber of secrets is that the first one harry potter i do not know <laughs> force my there we go harry harry pooter <laughs> harry potter <laughs> book series order so yeah the so 1997 the sorcerer's stone of course harry potter and the mm -hmm. chamber of secrets harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban harry potter and the goblet of fire and i don't think i ever remember watching the movies all that much because I, I was thinking about this the other day like starting to watch just to see if i can pick up any esoteric or occult stuff from it which i'm sure there is i mean obviously and yeah i haven't watched it. i don't know if you ever got into that series or not um well i had a friend right after college that was super nerdy into it and so for her birthday i went to go see one of them at the theater that's it i know i don't know what one it was um but i do know enough of the lure out of them i know what everything means like uh you know you and from other it's almost like you're talking in a religion so if you're like saying a horcrux, that's a Harry Potter term for maybe like um, trapping something inside of an object that could also be a relic. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I'll use Harry Potter terms to talk about stuff that I'm talking about magic or that I've looked up from other books. But I like the Harry Potter zeitgeist because you get right into people's they know exactly what it is. So many people have seen it that you're t you can talk about really big magic concepts and just use little Harry Potter ideas. And they're they're like, oh, like Mrs. Hufflepuff or something. And I'm like, oh, OK, exactly. So some of the things I research to like um, just be able to speak to them in their language. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> definitely. I haven't really seen it. I know too much about it. It's like the same as like Doctor Who or. Well, but that that idea though that it's almost it is almost a religion for some people. I think there's a religion on Jediism or something like that where there there people believe that they're actual Jedi's, and it's funny because the Force. I was doing a a decode or a decode of Star Wars, the, the first one, and the day that that week that I was going to do that. I was at my son's basketball practice and it's like this big facility where they do like events and stuff like that. And it's an indoor soccer arena. And then the back is where they do the, the basketball. But there's a there was a separate court that was next to it. And they were doing apparently there's this whole Jedi lightsaber fighting league. So it was a bunch of grown ass men almost like fencing, but with a fucking lightsaber. 
And they were they were going they were going at it with like these lights. And I looked up to see how much it was. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I'm like, that sounds like a dangerous new hobby because you build your own custom lightsaber. My wife knows how I get with with new hobbies. I always try and get the best stuff with the new yeah. hobby. So I was looking it up and these lightsabers are like freaking 500 bucks. However much, you know, carbon fiber, fiber optic lights, all this craziness. But I was like, how sick is that to just go in there? I have like a hundred dollar <laughs> lightsaber, not to like put my total nerdy self on blast. But this is probably before they even had a $500 lightsaber, to be fair. This is like probably 15 years ago, 13 years ago, I got like a hundred dollar lightsaber and it's like, I got like Luke's, so mine's green and it's like, boom, and it does that. Check and when I hit it on another out. lightsaber, it's like, boom, boom. And it like does all the sounds. Um, a lot of the guys though, that I did know from other nerdy, like LARPing events, they would, uh, choreograph full fight scenes and they were like next level fun how sick is this yeah these are choreographed fight scenes and they're next level that was one of the things i definitely grew up with watching star wars i would fall asleep to watching star wars and these dudes are dressed up but the these other people were in and like the like the fencing attire. So here, they were like so a light sa- light speed saber league, and they were in like these weird suits or whatever, and they were they were fighting each other. But this is definitely a niche crowd, right? I mean, it's like the cosplayer crowd where they where they'll go above and beyond or whatever. But I thought it was pretty cool, and of course, when my wife saw me looking, I was like, hmm. She's like, if you start lightsaber league, you are not going to be podcasting as much. Look at this. See, they would they would wear these gloves, these weird gloves. See, I would have to give my wife a like. I'd be like, so I was thinking, I'm either going to start Muay Thai or lightsaber league. <laughs> you should you should record. You should like set up a camera and record you asking her that. Like, I have to give her one thing more. Either it has to be dumber than this or more dangerous. Like, so for her, she's always going to pick me to do the dumb thing over the dangerous thing. So if I give her like, she's like, I don't want anyone kicking you right now in Muay Thai. Like, mm. I don't know if I want you rolling around in jujitsu. But if I was like, I'm hanging out with um, a bunch of dudes and we're doing lightsaber stuff, she'd be like, go for it. Like, <laughs> I can only tell you no so much. I'm going to go to the lightsaber league with Juan on Juan and Paranoid American. Do you think we can get Paranoid American to do something like this? Can you imagine Paranoid American? No way. Have you ever seen his legs? (laughs) No, I've seen how tall he is. Does Paranoid American even have legs? I mean, I've I've seen (laughs) his legs and, and it'd be funny to see his skinny ass legs and holding a lightsaber. Right. So I think we could. Let's let's set something up I'm like in. that. I think that would be I really fun. I think a fun. funnier one would be if we do a haunted house somewhere in Florida and we record it and stay the night in it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think like a haunted house, like a Halloween, like spooky, like jump out. So I recently got invited to a project and they, they're talking about doing some stuff that involves like opening up portals and stuff like that. And I was like, I was like, I'll hang out. You know, I'll be around. 
But as far as being a part of the actual experiment, I don't know about all that. I'm not trying to... Because, you, you know, you have people who push the limits when it comes to all this occult stuff, right? We have all these movies, we have all these shows, we have all these things. But when the shit hits the fan, Cheney, if, and let's say, right, we're talking about interdimensional, we're talking about aliens, we're talking about all these stuff. When the shit were to hit the fan, and let's say a portal opens up in front of you, would you would you jump in the portal? What would you do? Because I think you have, like, a lot of, a lot of cryptid hunters and stuff like that that they kind of chase after the the stuff right and i it's probably for good content but what would you really do if you were to see like the portal open up or something a hundred percent it depends on who i'm with and i'm not going in alone but i will go in first (laughs) (laughs) how would you make sure that the person would go in i just have to trust at that point but i like i'm gonna i would say i'm gonna go in and if you hear me scream do not come in like, but if we're like a group of us, I'd go in. But here's another thing where I agree with you. I think there's a lot because we're into this whole like new age and the occult and all these new schools of thought have almost hit at the same time. And people have woke up so quick that they they have so much information. I think cults are easily to form right now. Like real easy. I think it'd be real easy. You could just walk into a yoga studio and walk out with like 10 people that would join your cult. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the yoga that was just picking on the yoga studio there's so many other things that i think you could walk into and walk out i'll just uh but i think that um i'm not practicing magic with just anyone i'm not trying to go into a haunted house and use a ouija board like i'm not there's certain things that i'm not trying to do um it's not the things i mess around with or feel comfortable with and so There are, like, I want to go to New Orleans, and I want to look all through it. I don't want to practice voodoo with anyone. Mm -hmm. Like, I have lines that of things that, but I do know friends of mine that I know that do voodoo, and I love them, but I don't want to do that with them. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not my magic. Like, I wouldn't know how, so I feel like when you don't know about things and you fuck with them, you are opening yourself up with to things that you have no idea about. And so I know about too many things to fuck with it. That's really like, I actually have researched too much to just go playing around with stuff and conjuring things. And I do know people too. And they'll be like, Oh, I conjured this deity or I talked to, and it's by name and like big names of things that I'm like, whoo, I'm not like I've, People have told me I have spirit guides. I feel like I've seen one of them in a, a, a like psychedelic experience, but I don't even, somebody told me with one of my spirit guides, I could look in the mirror with her specifically. And if I wanted to, I could see her like she had the ability to do this. All spirit guides are different and possess different kinds of energies. Some people do have spirit guides that might be like Freya and you're like, what? Like something that you've heard of. That's a deity. I don't have any of that, but I also don't want to conjure anything in the mirror. So it's just like, I'm fine. Like this is something people tell me all the time. You need to thank your spirit guides. I never have. I never have. (laughs) I've never thanked my spirit guides. But people have also given me tarot decks. I wish I could do tarot. It's so cool. It's so, I love it. I have people do tarot for me, but it's just not my magic. Mm -hmm. So that's how I feel about like where people are like, hey, we should all go fuck around because we've all read Manly P. Hall and all know who (laughs) Aleister Crowley is. Let's go open a portal. I don't want to do that. 
I ain't trying to open portals. Have you opened a portal before? No? Then I ain't trying to be your first portal opener guest. The more you fuck around, <laughs> the more you find out, right? Yeah. So, and, and and that's one of the things, and I don't know if it's the the religious indoctrination in me or not, but yeah, I don't, I have the utmost respect for these things. Now, does that necessarily make them real? Because people can argue up and down that all this stuff is just make belief and i like the way that me and thomas were talking about it the other day where what if all these people were just larping but what if larping puts you in that state to where it becomes real right back into what we were talking about like it starts mental but then it can grab a hold of you and it becomes an actual thing because when people are having and i know I use cryptids because it's it's one of those realms where you can talk about it for hours and hours and hours. But then there's like the evidence for it is so slim and you can watch a documentary on a cryptid and they probably won't put up anything on like and <laughs> I love watching them with my son because he'll be he'll sit the whole hour and a half or whatever waiting for them to show the the <laughs> big foot <laughs> and i know it's never coming so he's like where where's the big when are they gonna show the big foot and i'm like just he's he's coming just you know just just settle down you know he's he'll be here and they're gonna show him here soon. and they never do and it's like but to those people to some people i'm sure that there's some people who are just telling stupid stories but for some of those people they actually saw something they experienced it was an actual experience for them and you get into the phenomenology of it where this was a true experience that they were feeling at that point in time now there was nobody around to see it but just because a tree falls in the woods right what's the whole saying if a tree falls in the woods doesn't make a noise whatever yeah and no one's around to see it doesn't make a noise yeah so it's like that type of thing i mean and again i'm using cryptids because it's one of those where similar to the occult (laughs) where it's like well i can summon whoever cthulhu or whatever and he's like oh yeah show me one second what are you doing it's like i'm I'm feeling him or even like i can turn anything into gold like i'm an alchemist i can turn it into gold really that would just be how to keep the king away from us we'd be like if you keep interrupting us we're never going to be able to get your gold (laughs) and then every once in a while we'd go and be like hey homegirl oh you want something done for your crops we're like put some i'd be like Juan, go throw some shit on her crops and i'm going to do a spell she gives us some gold i give it back to the king look it i turned something into gold but Mm -hmm. really it was just all a way to keep people off our back some like i think everything starts out as a larp no matter what it is you want to do in life you have to LARP it first. You have to see yourself doing it, no matter what it is. Even if it seems like a silly little monotonous job that you you want to drive to work, you hope you see yourself driving to work tomorrow. That's why you have so much dread today. It's like, oh, I, one day I'm going to drive. One day I'm going to learn how to drive. And then you do. It's like everything starts out as live action role play of the thing. Like Every that. single thing on the planet. Or when like, you were a kid and you wished that you were bigger and now you just want to be a kid again? 
Because <laughs> being well, an adult this... sucks, dick. <laughs> but you know what? All the things that they've like convinced us of, like the bills aren't real, the money's not real. Like, why is it that this person goes to work for this amount of hours and that person goes for that amount of hours and that person makes twenty times more for the hour of work? Yeah. Like it's like none of that's real. It's just an agreed upon fairy tale. Like how much people used to be able to take cans and a string and talk in them, no matter how long the string, and they'd pull it tight. Did you ever do that as a kid? Yeah, and then I could hear like we'd have a one on our tree fort, and there was just a hanging one. Like one was up in the tree fort, and one was hanging. I mean, I don't know why we needed it. We knew we were the only ones around the tree fort, but you know, you do that weird shit when you're a kid. But so much about this is belief. Mm -hmm. These copper wires that go to this thing and then it shoots into satellite and then, but for some reason we believe it. We all collectively believe that this Skynet is going to provide us all this free internet, you know? And it's like we all collectively believe it. But at one point somebody said, this wire right here is going to make it so people can talk to each other. And they're like, I'm going to be able to talk to that wire. Not only are you going to be able to talk to this wire, I'm going to send color TV through this wire one day. You're going to send color TV through that wire one day. I'm going to do this and people are going to see me. Yep. They're going to, then they'll do it in live time. And someone has this right now in live time. And my words are going across now. Mm -hmm. They can see what I'm doing in live time. So I'm like, that just started out all as a belief that, one day I'm going to hold this phone in my hand and be able to talk to you. This box. It's not even going to be called a phone. Why do we call it a phone still? <laughs> yeah, a cell phone. No, but you're absolutely right. But and also there's the aspect of it that we don't understand how it works, right? And it's like this weird because I know how to plug my modem in and my router and I can set it up. But I can't tell you exactly how it works. And sometimes... I always wonder, like, as a pro, because I've taken programming and stuff like that. And I always wonder, like, damn, this is crazy. Programming stuff, right? Writing a script to load it up on this thing and it'll do whatever you tell it to. But what's even crazier is the people who wrote that program to be able to program that other thing. <laughs> so it goes like that. It, it keeps going all the way down into more specialized and more esoteric, because that's essentially what esoteric means. But yeah, no, the the idea of using these things that we don't know, and I've covered plenty of that with like the occult origins of XYZ and literally almost anything in history was first created for an occult purpose, like for something occult, like the somebody sent me something today, I think it was of the father of the supercomputers and how he was talking to elves under his house or something like that in tunnels. We pull it up here. And the, the father of the modern-day computer was trying to summon the devil as a kid. Let me... I have to sign in here. Never mind. And I can't pull it up. The, if I were... If I wanted to create something, like if if eventually you have all the money in the world or you're the oldest soul in the world to get all the money in the world, our phones, like, you need experience to feed your agrigore, your servitor. And so all of us giving it all of our experience and all of our smiles and our laughter, I almost think like the podcasting and the Twitter spaces and the telegram chats, this is what they want. They want us all on this other network because each one of these other networks is all recording us in all different ways. And so we're going to be the first avatars on the computer. 
Like we don't even know it yet. Like most of the, like the fringe is just one thought, but we're just filling the computer with different avatars. Like Mm -hmm. they're going to know every way that we turn. They'll only know some of the people like my mom, they'll only know her glamour shots. You know, that's how much they have of her. But me, they got got every one of my turns. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be like, ma, throw me some of that cash. (laughs) I won't even be mad. I'll be like, you showing your feet on OnlyFans, mom? (laughs) So she would, she would never. Here, let me pull this up because it's funny. I try to pull it up on the actual website that I remember the person sending it to me on. But of course, when I pull it up, and I, I was looking at it today, but the idea Seymour Cray, the father of supercomputing, claimed that elves offered him help to overcome design problems. This is from a year ago, but Cray said, well, we were we have elves here and they helped me. Cray subsequently showed his visitor a tunnel he had built under his house, explaining that when he reached an impasse in his computer design, he would retire to the tunnel to dig. While I'm digging in the tunnel, the elves will often come to me with solutions to my problems, he said. (laughs) What? Cray avoided publicity, and there are a number of unusual tales about his life away from work. So when I'm at home... I work for three hours and I get stumped. I'm making a fuss, so I quit and I go to work in the tunnel. It takes me an hour to dig four inches and in the in the four by fours. Now, as you can see, I'm in Wisconsin woods and there are elves in the woods. So this dude was talking about talking to elves and they would give him the solutions to his problems. What in the world? I feel like we find a lot of these inventors or like they all seem to have this push somewhere. By like interdimensional entities. Yeah. Like some. (laughs) Yeah. And so then you almost wonder, you know, they say like the like if you get into the idea of the Nephilim or like fallen something and that some of them, they keep going back to the Egyptian timeline. What they always taught us is everything in history always kind of took this slant, but then all of a sudden it took this huge step. And so if you have things working with us and against us, everyone always assumes the technology is for us, but Mm -hmm. really our, the, car made it so we could get further did we need to get further you know the computer makes it so we can talk further do we need to know the information that's going on all over the world people get into cryptocurrencies because then you'll be able to have world commerce what do you need to buy from the other side of the world it's like they keep getting these ideas of expanding that it almost makes me wonder how much of the advancements if your people are getting them from these other realms actually advance humanity And that's something I've talked about too, right? And also, what if those things are trying to break into our reality, right? Like, look at this. This is, again, the wicked idea. Another favorite pastime was digging a tunnel under his house. He attributed the secret of his success to visits by elves while he worked in the tunnel. While I'm digging in the tunnel, the elves often come to me with solutions to my... This almost sounds alchemical, right? Like secretive, like while I'm digging in the tunnel, but then he had an actual tunnel. (laughs) 
the elves. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, maybe whatever. Okay, it was green language, but no, the dude had an actual tunnel. <laughs> Don't be literal with it. And then you're like, no shit, he really had a tunnel, right? That, like that, it's Dante's that's a- Inferno. No real tunnel under his house. <laughs> so the crate through super scalable system, and then you have the idea that these computers, right? These quantum computers can open up portals right, like holographic mm-hmm. wormholes and stuff like that so let me see here if i can find this dude's cray see see more but <laughs> tunnel under Sorry, his house that's, <laughs> that's a dad joke the cray wait, wait hold on is this Dude. Oh my gosh. There's Four no inches way. a day. There's no, <laughs> no way, way this is this is this is his tunnel. This is his mind palace. No, no, no. Here we go. Exploration. No, this is a different one. But as a, a hobby. Right? International authorities on moths and butterflies of the Smithsonian Institute who had found health and recreation and digging an amazing series of tunnels beneath his Washington home. So this is from the Smithsonian Institute. <laughs> You're so crazy for believing in dumbs. Oh, here's just some random dudes that used to do this alone. Right? It's like that. There's also another guy like you have the here in Edward Leedscown in, in, in Homestead with the Coral Castle and how he built that by himself. But apparently building tunnels right here. Mr. Seymour Butts Cray, the father of the supercomputer, <laughs> liked to tunnel too, not satisfied with his using his huge intellect and the advancement of computer technology. Also decided to pick up a shovel and get digging. He explained that when he was tunneling, his mind was free to work on his computer problems. He also allegedly claimed that elves came to help him uh, in these underground calculations. Is there pictures? Look at this, the, the Templar. I've seen this on YouTube, the Templar underground tunnel thing. I want to see pictures of it. This this guy's you know and and that's one thing with me too like I was thinking about the other day where if you see me doing like yard work me at least I'll have my headphones in and I'm in the zone like I'll get what I need to get done as I'm listening to like an audio book or whatever but I'm learning I'm I'm you know I'm I'm jamming out or cranking out like some crazy Manly P Hall lecture where he's going in on some crazy philosophical esoteric concept and i'm t- i'm just in the zone just taking it all in taking it all in and it's something about working with your hands mm-hmm. and doing something and it helps me learn more almost like I, I heard it put to that when you doodle and you're listening to a lecture it helps you retain it more like better Right, because it's it's a it's like a weird. Yeah, I had a therapist tell me that in uh, college. I was um, I think I no one ever gave me Ritalin or Adderall, but I have a bad ADD. And uh, you know when they're like, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. If I look at my professor talking, my ears and my brain were elsewhere. I could hear every detail of every sound going on in the classroom, every breath, sneeze, chair moving, everything. I couldn't focus on the teacher at all. But if I looked down and doodled and started drawing whatever I was drawing, and I actually, my therapist told me, stop taking notes. 
stop taking notes because your perfectionist in your brain misses one word and gives up. So start just doodling and you'll retain everything the professor's saying. And so I stopped taking notes and then it was all of a sudden like dink. Like I have a photographic Mm. memory, but it's auditory. And I think most people have photographic memories. They just have to figure out the way they learn. And so I just, when people, a lot of the times when you take notes, it's the same as your body, you're uh, taking a picture of something. It doesn't go in your memory. When you're taking notes, you're almost giving your, it's like putting a phone number in your phone. It doesn't go in your memory. But if you doodle and your brain is thinking, this is the only time I'm going to hear this, it will keep it forever. Yeah, there's something about even the journaling experience too, when you journal something. And my retention of information goes up drastically when I hand take notes. Obviously, that's not a a viable option because it just takes too long. But it is something I sometimes do. I'll take notes. Right, My phone has a stylus. I just take the stylus out, take quick notes, and I'm able to remember things quicker. And I don't know. Maybe this guy was talking in code, right? So I quit and go to work. So there's there's this time article, technology, just, just dig while you work. And again, I found... A, a benefit in doing yard work or whatever it is around the house with headphones in and I just I'm able to get I'm able to be productive at the same time while learning and so whenever this dude would right he would work for three hours get stumped not make progress so he'd quit go work in the tunnel but now you see as you can see I'm up in the Wisconsin woods and there are elves in the woods so when they see me leave, they come into my office and solve the problems I'm having. Then I go back up and work some more. What the fuck was this guy on? <laughs> Would you want elves to come and solve your problems? But I almost, I, I mean, I had a long company for a while. I was a welder and like in lifetimes. And um, I painted houses when the world was on lockdown because I wasn't going to mask our backs. And so during all those phases are when I like, you know how you're like, I don't even know how I know the things I know where people are like, Juan, where did you learn this? And you're like, did I read it? Did I listen to someone? Did I? It's from some of that time I was working and so much information went into my brain. It just became part of where people are like, find me the gravy on that where I'm like, I don't know. I'm not going to look it up for you. I just know it's real. I don't know why I know. I don't know where I read it, but because I was listening to so many books on tapes or it would be a good interview or a Manly P. Hall lecture or these kind of things, but it was while I was doing something with my hands Mm -hmm. that it just totally stored itself appropriately in my brain. Yeah, and and the thing about about Manly P. Hall too especially is that Right. Because yeah, you were saying that people, they went from like white belt to like black belt. So I can imagine people first learning about the Bermuda Triangle and then boom, homunculus. Like what? Like they, they went from like the basic, basic UFO, Bigfoot to magical little men. That you Yeah. Sacrifice. Think of how long you sat on Bermuda Triangle <laughs> and like think of how long you got to chill on 9-11 before anything else happened in the world. You know, it's like now I'm like, oh, my gosh, people are learning about 9-11, that smallpox blankets that were, you know, just as corrupt as every other blanket they try to give you to keep you warm. Oof. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. like the, all, the amount of stuff people learn now. I'm, I, I see that's why they hear one person in a chat room that's like love and light, your heart chakras, grab that crystal. And they're like, this feels so good. That's my new cult leader. 
or they're like, oh my gosh, this person just talked about all this cryptocurrency I've never heard of. And they say, I'm going to, that's my new calling or like, yeah. I just see how easy it is because they're everything they thought they knew is shattered and it all happened overnight. Whereas I had like a good 15, 20 years to have all my belief system shattered. So I'm taking notes. So yoga studios are a good recruitment area for cults. Cults, cults, cults. Awesome. And a cult, I will tell everyone, this is where some of these dumb dudes, I won't call out by name, do it wrong. They're like, I'm going to start a commune. Everybody come. We're going to grow strawberries. It's going to be like a whole fantasy fuck fest. And no one comes to their cult because you have to start your cult like you do your club. So you have to have a ladies night. Ladies come free. And then all the men will join your cult. Like, all the dudes are out there like, we need all these capable, masculine men. So what? You guys are all going to be banging hammers till the cows come home and not getting laid. But if you have if you have the ladies come first, and so you start your cult with the women, and you just have 20 women, psh, you don't need any more. Mm-hmm. You, like, all the guys will come to your cult. And yeah. then the next guys that come to your cult, here's the thing where it gets next level, though. Like three or four years in, the guys that come to your cult with wives, you can sleep with their wives, too. <laughs> yeah, you can cuck them. And, and you're the only one that can do that because you're the leader, right? I mean, You're the leader. None like, of them, No one else is sleeping with any of those on, I'm women. getting a download. I'm being visited by elves, and the elves are telling me I got to... Oh, this is good. Okay. Yeah, the elves said I got to fuck your wife. Sorry, dude. I mean, I don't make the rules. The elves make the rules. See, you get to sit quietly most of the time. You'll be the cult. Like, I'll just, you'll wear a white robe. And then I'll be, like, the person that I'm like, no, he needs the finer things. That's how you have a Rolls Royce and a private jet. I'm like, no, we don't we want him to sit on this nice stuff? Because it can't elves, be you asking for it. The elves are talking. I'm having a download right now. The elves said I need to... A Lamborghini. Yep. The elves want to ride in style. So we got to we got to get the Lamborghini. No, definitely. And again, I'm not I'm not going to poke fun at people because you don't ever know the situation. But you like people when you watch these these things on all these documentaries that they put out. Right. Hindsight's 2020. Obviously, it's 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 easy to be like, oh, I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have fell for that. Because there's some smart, like Scientology. I mean, I know you had your running with Scientology, but there's some, what I would consider smart people, individuals in there, but then what there's smarter people that manipulated them to join? Or like, how did that work? No, I think they've told them they were smart. Once I can play into your ego, here's the thing that nobody says about the cult followers. The cult followers are all egomaniacs that think they're special because Mm. they've realized the chosen cult. They're the only ones that see that this is the Messiah. They're one of the chosen ones. So it's the same as any of these other main religions. The chosen one. Yeah, chosen one. (laughs) It's like once they say that, you're you're done for. So all the people that are in Nexium, that are in Scientology, that are in, you know, and they get bigger, you could say Christianity, Mormon, Hinduism, like once your cult tells you that you're the only ones that get the next level thing because you have to believe in this cult or if you follow me, I'm your only route to safety, then it's like, oh, <laughs> it gets uh channeling like, the elves right now they're they're gonna be here any second now i'm just gonna go dig in my tunnel and 
<laughs> That's why I always said if I had a church, when I baptized you, you would become your own church. And that meant you didn't have to pay taxes anymore either. Because <laughs> that's really the only, like, eh, that's the best thing that Scientology could teach us is how to harass the IRS until we don't have to pay taxes. <laughs> yeah. And that's funny that, right, Scientology doesn't have to pay taxes here in Florida, but Disney does, right? Or what What was the whole thing with DeSantis? That, what did he do with Disney? I don't know. I know they were, they're like a huge tax. I feel like Disney has a lot of the same rights as, uh, like, uh, Washington DC where they're like their own little sovereign land. Let me see here what it was. Let me, before I start spreading fake news, what it was that legal battle, mass media. I think DeSantis says a lot of stuff like just, it's the same as a president just because they say it doesn't mean it's a thing oh it was something completely different it wasn't even for like mad law or so for saying gay or something like that the don't say gay thing and even that bill shouldn't have been called that special tax district <laughs> called the uh so banishing the company's ability to do just that and renaming the district central florida tourism oversight district and is no longer giving preferential treatment. Yeah, so he did do something with their tax status. This legislation ends Disney's self-governing status, makes Disney live under the same laws as everybody else, ensures that Disney pays its debts and fair share of taxes. Yikes. Signed the bill. Disney's special district was exempt from Florida's building code and fire prevention code and state regulatory reviews and approvals. And again, this is old. This is from... This is from... June 28, 2023. This was a little bit ago, but yeah, I remember seeing something about this. I didn't care enough to really look into it, but yeah, he really Disney fucked know, around and they found that out. Mean? But it's like cuz all those other corporations like Walmart or Amazon or look at how many other corporations. Is it just Disney for like a political thing that he's going to go after right this second, but all these other corporations cuz I know friends of yeah. mine he did this other thing where he was like, "Oh, we're going to pull the liquor license from people uh that are doing whatever gay thing at their hotel." And then he went and did this whole like propaganda thing about how he had liquor license pulled at this one Miami hotel but I had a bunch of friends that called the hotel and then they went to the hotel to see if they could get a drink and everybody could drink the whole time where all he did was put their liquor license up for review in the state of Florida which mm. doesn't mean anything you're just under watch for 21 days so nothing happened no days stopped in business of this hotel but all the mainstream media thought this whole different thing so I'm like some of these things I just feel like Disney is part of the elite system yeah. Like everything about it. And um, I can't like nothing about all of their. They would like to do something like that, though, where they're like, oh, we're losing ground in Orlando. We have to give a like front reason for why we're going to pull the plug here because they had to take a hurt the same way. Every, you know, all their theme parks and bullshit. And they're becoming more mm -hmm. um, movie like they make more money off their films and their little network and their things than they ever would people going into the theme park. You know, like every business is online anymore. You don't need brick and mortar to sell anything anymore. So it's like the Disney idea is already permeated. Do they need to keep up with a thousand employees when it takes them 10? 
to run it online and if everything's coming virtual reality do they need all this space <laughs> it's almost like the movie theaters the movie theaters were never really they were already closing down because everybody has a big screen tv in their house but then they use the excuse of covid being the reason they shut down no they were already shutting down for the last decade like movie theaters were already taking a beating i almost wonder if that same thing isn't going to happen with disney I don't think so. I think, and I think the reason it matters is because, really, again, if you study Florida history, which I know you're up to par with, but I think Disney has been a big part of the growth of Florida, aside from its founding fathers, right? No pun intended. But the the idea that Disney was at the forefront too, and really, let's be honest, Janie, what is Florida really known for other than Disney? Like that's. That, that's like when you ask somebody, well, for, first thing that comes I'm to... I'm like, what? Miami or oranges? <laughs> well, what is there, what is there, <laughs> what, what is there in Miami to do? There's nothing, to, there's nothing to do in Miami. Look, unpopular opinion. There ain't shit to do in Miami. Unless you're a party type, you can go out and... And I know I've lived there. Like, I've lived there. And there's, there ain't nothing to do. It's so boring in Miami. And that's why I would fish all the time. Again, I'm sure people feel some other way, but there ain't shit to do in Miami. You could fish, and they have a good art scene. And a banana strapped to a wall, Janie? They have a, it's a fun art scene. <laughs> like, there's not, like, to me, Orlando is the most vacant town in Florida. Like, it is not anything to do with Florida at all. It's what tourists think Florida are. It's like, it's so gross when I'm there. The energy's there. It's fake. Nothing, none of the buildings are real. Everything this is. This motherfucker <laughs> here. Ain't real. What was it? Whatever. Oh, town. I'm like, it might as well just be one eye that they're like, here it is. Dr. Phillips High School, Nickelodeon. Confirmed. That's exactly. <laughs> That's like, essentially what it is, a friggin' old town. Yeah, I think know? Orlando's the worst city in Florida. Like, it I, I hate downtown Orlando. <laughs> it's like the and and the people who I love my city. Shut up. Shut. There's nothing to love about anything. Like, be quiet. I'm from Palm Beach, so I have a whole different feel. Like my history in Palm Beach and like what I think of that is a whole different vibe than the rest of Florida. It's different than Miami and different than. Uh, Orlando and then I feel like Daytona has its own vibe Panama City has its whole own thing that's Tampa not Florida has... that's not Florida <laughs> that panhandle that's actually like all Georgia. that was Florida I feel like <laughs> everywhere from Louisiana Alabama Mississippi South Georgia that was all Florida at one point yeah the the Central Florida, and I agree with you when it comes to Orlando. They're if you're going to come to Florida and all you get to see is Orlando, you did not get to see Florida. You could have flown into Disneyland and just landed in Disneyland. You could have flown into Disney Tokyo and just landed there. You could have flown to Disney France if they have that. It is the least. There's nothing about Orlando that says anything Florida to me. But mm. I am from Florida. My mom's from Florida. Um, my, you know, grandma came down here. My great grandmother came down here when she was in her 30s. So I'm just like, but Orlando, I like, I saw how small it was. Like, I got to see SeaWorld grow. I remember before Universal was there. <laughs> Wet and Wild. Did you ever go to Wet and Wild? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember. Like, <laughs> that's where I got, probably got my first atomic wedgie. <laughs> 
<laughs> I remember when, wow, that's non existent anymore. And <laughs> that's right where I got my first dude, my first and only douche. <laughs> So, the straight down slide. Uh, what are we up to as humans? Oh, you, you went down the the like the, the inverted one. Yeah, yeah. No, it would definitely give you, you a wedge. All the way off. Of it. Yeah. You're too young, girl. You shouldn't be on this. Um, yeah, no. I I think that Florida is a weird place. And and again, I'm just I'm just. It's my opinion. If it weren't for Disney, and now he's really poking the the bear or the bee's nest or whatever you want to call it. By doing this now, if it is a show, because it could all be a show and LARPing, right? For for some sort of political gain, like oh look, he's he's on our side. Because there's, I laugh at the people who still think that the political system is is not rigged, and they're like, I'm gonna vote for so and so. It's like you have so much learning to do, <laughs> right? If, if how is it that that one joke if voting mattered, they wouldn't let us do it? And it's like I totally am on the opposite side of that. I think your vote is your vote and you could go and put nobody in, but they want to convince everyone that it doesn't matter when our You think it matters, Janie? You used to only be able to vote if you had real estate, reality, reality. You used to only be able to come and vote. The second they allowed transients and renters and women and like all this thing, it lowered it. Every time you can watch thing. Well, they didn't own land. So it wasn't that a woman couldn't own land. So she couldn't vote. A black person couldn't own land. So they couldn't vote. So the racism was where you could own land as a person. But a lot of the times with certain elite, they just owned too much of the land. The land Mm. was never supposed to be owned. You were supposed to you were a custodian of the land not an owner of the land so being that the only people that were allowed to say what went on here were the people that stayed here that had investment here so i would argue that all the most garbage cities and the people that live in all the the people that tell people not to vote usually live in a garbage city they're not from the garbage city they like Orlando, <laughs> like Portland, Oregon, like New York, like Chicago. And I'm sorry if you're from these places, it's a garbage city. And so they're from one of these garbage cities and they tell you this isn't worth saving because where they live isn't. But yeah. if you go to some one of the cities that everyone moved to when they were having to be masked up and vaxxed in all those places, they wanted to come to a state that they didn't have to do that. So they ran to Florida where obviously the voting mattered or we'd be ran just like L.A. Mm-hmm. And so otherwise, I didn't have to mask any time in my town, but they didn't Orlando and they didn't Miami the whole time. You know why? Because voting mattered and my mayor and my city council and my school district didn't make it have to happen. So why they have us paying attention to clown shows and countries we don't even know exist. I would say your voting does matter. Who's your sheriff? A lot of the towns that are the best ran that have the oldest, most constitutional kind of setup. It's like if you'll be talking to somebody at the bar who owns the bar and they'll be like, my great granddad was the sheriff. And now my uncle, does, he owns the automotive shop down the road. And my dad's always had that thing. And so-and-so's brother has always like, oh, you can trust him. He's a good attorney. They're always in our town. And yeah, there's dirt bags everywhere. But usually something worth conserving you'll find conservative people and something that's liberal fucking bullshit where it's outside. Like let's all have this socialistic idea. We need electricity to pump our water. Like those are all the places not worth conserving. No one's from there. And they're all the people most brainwashed to tell you voting stupid. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I but stand then corrected. When shit hits the fan, they yeah. all run to fucking my town. And then yeah. they get here with their dumb rhetoric of voting stupid. Well, don't come here and vote the opposite way. At least stand out. At least stand out. But just know, for every smart person out there that doesn't want to pick up a pin or punch a card or do something, can vote it and be stole? Yeah, they could be fucking stole. That's why writing on paper, keep holding people accountable, following your, having real people volunteer for these positions, not machines that Germany has come in called Dominion. Like, there's things that people have just let go to wayside. But I will stand that it's like, um, if you want to protect something, you better stand up because... The, they're doing everything they can to have a bunch of illegal people come in your country that don't give a shit about your country. They're moving in Syrians that don't give a shit about your religion. They don't give a shit about your color. They don't give a shit about your school system. And they're going to vote. They're having dead people fucking vote. So tell me it doesn't matter. <laughs> tell me it doesn't matter. You're, my dad probably voted for the last three elections. He's been dead. Oh, like man. it must matter. So the most educated people, they I would say they want to try to convince you that it doesn't. And they have mm. all the black pilled people of the world running around being like, This doesn't matter. But they're the same ones that tell you adrenochrome's not real. And they're the same ones that tell you, Oh, all the vaccines are just saline. You've never worked in the medical system. You've never seen what I've seen. All the vaccines are just saline. You've never done your research on mRNA. You've never done your research on Tuskegee experiments. You've never done your research on what they're up to with insulin. So I just feel like so many people out there, they have huge accounts and they're touting off dumb ideas because they're lazy and don't want to do research. So I would say your voting matters. But keep being a cool kid and keep being blackpilled. And hopefully your kid won't have to clean up the mess because you didn't show up somewhere. That's what I keep thinking. Like plant the tree so some and that you might never feel the shade of. And you don't have to trust a politician. Run for your politics. It's supposed to be a government by and for the people. Because if you were running tomorrow, I'm like, I trust this cat. I'd rather him do this than Biden. And that Biden's a stupid example because he's so far up the ladder. But there's people in your town. They're running your town mm-hmm. in the shit. They're not from your town. Mm-hmm. Like and people are doing it everywhere. And I swear people will stand up behind a person. And people are like, well, we don't need any government. It should be anarchy. That's all fine and dandy. But I don't want my sister and her nieces, my nieces to pick up a fucking gun. Like, I don't want them to have to battle tomorrow. I don't mind. I don't have kids. I'll do it so they don't have to, whatever that means. But it's somewhere we can't let it keep rolling into the socialistic direction of what they want for us. They want us to have a government. They want us to have this Chinese dictatorship. They they want us to have Elon do it so we can all vote on X. I trust but, Elon with all my heart. <laughs> but I don't know. I just I, I know it's getting to time where even the presidential election, they don't have us paying attention at the two year. Mm-hmm. No one votes at the two. You think people don't even vote for the presidential election? No one votes at the two year. Like no one. Uh, you're, you're, putting you're supposed to in vote at the two year. I'm just into uh, <laughs> that meme of Trump. Uh, I'm just learning for the first time right now. I'm hearing it for the first time. You're telling me for uh, that meme of Trump. So yeah, I didn't even know that. I don't. I haven't voted since two wings, same bird. Yes, the whole political system. Yes, but the bird you, is artificial too, Cheney. The bird is is fake. So. Yeah, they only let two things on stage. They only let two things on there. So you have to untie the knot the same way. you. Th- it's This knot is so tied. It's so tied and tight. The best way to do the knot is you have to unravel it the way it was tied. 
Everybody mm-hmm. wants to explode the system. There's too much wrapped up in the system. That will take people want to explode the system and then have their idea that me and you are going to come and get to play on the internet and I'm going to get to drive over my bridges and then we can go to Disneyland tomorrow. No, you take down that corruption, everything else falls with it. And people are like, you don't need all that stuff. You can just grow your own vegetables. You guys couldn't even drive 45 minutes further to a maskless grocery store and you don't know how to grow a tomato. Please stop trying to tell me you're going to grow enough tomatoes for your entire family. I'm like, please. Do you know how much food it takes to grow food for your entire family? Mm -hmm. You want a grocery store that's there. Like you want other things that exist. You want skilled people to take care of things that you might not be skilled at. You don't want the whole system to crumble. Some people in your family might have worked generations to have a business so that one day that you can give it to your kids. You don't want the whole system to crumble. Like, why do the people that have been working their tail off have to deserve for their system to crumble, too? Like, there's a lot of good people out there that they own their homes and have worked their ass off for that. They have have their own retirement and have worked their ass off for that. I don't want my mom to have to go to war. She deserves to get to go out in her boat right now. She's worked her ass off her whole life and paid into this corrupt system her whole life. So it's just like, I want to unravel it. I don't want to collapse it on top of her because she can't fight anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was almost at a point that I was like, oh, shit. I'm going to lose my ability to fight. I'm going to lose it. And then I got to trust these people that are just willing to, they're like, here, Elon, I want to check, Mark. Here, I, I, I just want more clout. <laughs> like, that's what I feel like. Everything's like, an algorithm can even, Cheney will turn on her phone every day for 20 likes. She won't open Instagram unless she has this amount of activity. They know me. They got my number. They're like, she'll like a mushroom shirt. <laughs> She, and that's the thing, right? Like this whole idea of having like some sort of virtual homunculi somewhere with these world simulations. Like I've always wondered where does the information go? It's like, what if they're feeding it to some AI somewhere and reconstructing you? And now all of your information is sympathetic, sympathetically, magically linked to that freaking thing that they created. And it's like, now whatever happens to that thing inside that simulation happens to the Cheney out here. Right. I mean, because they don't know where our information is going or who it's being like a perfect sent. voodoo doll. A hundred percent. Yeah. The virtual voodoo doll. A hundred percent. I believe that's what they're doing. I mean, they've talked about full world simulations. It's like what that they take statistics from like census data, news, headlines, everything from that simulation. And they've been running this thing for again. It's like back to Black Mirror. Right. We come full circle where the the right the realities overlaid on top of the other one's like well if i'm here then that means that the original source reality must be here too therefore whatever i'm about to do isn't even my decision it's whatever the source reality's decision was and then she freaking smashes the supercomputer and you see all the realities right overlapping on top of each other until it's tore down and it's the the core reality like they put this shit in these movies and in these shows and it's like it's just entertainment i'm sure it's nothing right it's like, well, I've studied the occult revelation of method type of thing. That's supposed to do something to you subconsciously, right? Again, sorcerers of the subconscious. Well, they rule your subconscious. And yeah, no, I think it 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 goes back to these occult principles, right? Law of correspondence and, and law of contagion. And yeah. And and what you're talking about, like this voting and all this stuff, well, they can imprint that into somebody's DNA. Because if you indoctrinate a, a, a 
a generation long enough to where they don't even know what gender they are anymore, right? They're gender fluid or whatever you want to call it. I'm a homunculus or whatever. And it's like the next generation, that's already in their DNA. Boom. And and it shifts down. I mean, that's that's been proved. That's been scientifically or scientifically proven, right? The the seances, that's an actual thing. That traits can be passed down genetically. I that's where I'm like, if you have land, even this is where it used to be like we would show up and be like, hey, I Cheney, everyone would see my face. There was no cowardice behind it. It didn't need to be a secret vote. There was no ostracizing. This is how I feel. And we would be allowed to say these things. I think that somewhere, even if you go and you just write in a or you write one, 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 everyone on your podcast that doesn't want to do it just goes and buy rights in one um it just is they can't do anything with that they can't make because our socials and our little voting records and our little things we exist on there already and they don't take us off they've shown us that they'll vote with your dead relatives (laughs) um (laughs) they don't care at all they just for some reason need so i'm like go and take it away from them even if you don't put in anyone if you live in a shitty city or just write in a, whatever you want to because they'll take write it in either yourself. way they're gonna steal it so if yeah. you make it null and void so they can't steal your energy like they're and then just vote on the other things because then they do other sketchy things where they're like you want to legalize marijuana you want to legalize abortion you want to legalize and they'll put, hide all those things in there on the two-year vote in the four-year vote under the presidential election that nobody gives a shit about or doesn't even know if it matters or not even though it happens to be one-third of your fucking branch of the government for <laughs> one dude one dude gets one-third it's wild and he runs the marines and the space force <laughs> The Space Force. These, this is the craziest realm. <laughs> so you go ahead and you stack spaghetti sauce at a store in, in, in a supermarket. You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift. So you go. China, 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 China. That's the that's the cream, cream of the crop that that America had to offer of that. That's so crazy. <laughs> It's so crazy. And so it's just like there's all these other things too hidden in there. So I'm just like, and if you have a crazy voting machine in your town, you can do something about that. The DA gets voted in in some of these towns and you're like, there's so many criminals and drug addicts on my street falling over on Trank. That's your we got to stop these interdimensional <laughs> crackheads, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure to vote locally to stop the interdimensional crackheads that are jumping into portals while high on crack and messing around with the space-time continuum okay so gotta make sure no right no No, it's the second most powerful spell (laughs) no to the interdimensional crack that's that's a campaign that i'm I'm gonna be starting here because that's your shirt we gotta stop these crackheads from getting this esoteric occult knowledge and opening up wormholes so (sighs) okay because everyone wants the president to release it that ain't ever gonna they anytime they release it it's so redacted <laughs> they're not going to do anything so it's only whistleblowers back That's all the chance yeah and the whistleblowers are part of the club so back again to the to the Otherwise first capped the first question that i had asked you cheney i think i asked you what are your opinions or thoughts on the whole ufo thing being fake and gay 
well, obviously, right, we're talking about the government and all this stuff. Uh, but what what are your thoughts on disclosure as far as that goes? Do you think, because I talked about before, about how it's like a shift and you kind of said that people will take on the whatever mask is being presented to them quite, quite literally sometimes. But are the aliens real or are they not real? Are they demons? What are your thoughts on it? I believe in Agartha. I believe there's something in hollow earth. It's definitely not a core. Like they tell us, like it's a molten core and then it comes up in volcanoes. I think there's, it could be water. Like we could be on a water world. It could be an inner water planet. It could just go water all the way down. I've heard something of recent that as deep as we can dig is as deep as they've been down in a submarine. It's the same and I was wondering if it's as high up as we've gone to, because as above, so below. If we're fermented above, maybe we're, you know, capped on both sides. Um, I call it to DP, get into, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like Chinese handcuffs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I've theorized with people this week about space for the first time in so long. For in so long, because they were talking about how like Jupiter gives enough gas and stuff off that it could give enough energy to be another kind of sun, like a black sun. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the closest planet in our solar system to our sun and that they call it a failed star. And so then I was thinking of like Jupiter, the God. And I was just Mm -hmm. like a lot of that representation is of life and that it gives this thing. And we also hear about the black sun. We, you know, and what if it was Jupiter instead? I was just doing these other theories. And then um, Europa is one of the moons on Jupiter. And Europa is, uh, you know, Europe as well. And so the etymology of that is like, I can't remember what it is now, but when I was looking into it, it's like an ice planet where they say everything could exist under the ice. And then somebody was theorizing that, you know, the asteroid belt was a planet. And when it blew up, it blew the face off Mars and left the scar on Jupiter. But Jupiter also is a one eye. Like if you look at it, you know, we always think Saturn, Mm -hmm. But Jupiter also has this eye representation on it. That's just one eye, the storm on Jupiter that's just sitting there. Wasn't it Jupiter the whole 2001 Space Odyssey movie? Wasn't it one of the moons of Jupiter? I think so. Let me look at it. It's so wild because the 2001 Space Odyssey is the beginning of the Barbie movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Kubrick. Cube. Kubrick. So 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah, he was, right, speaking of space, he was one of those where they thought that it was the, that he was the one that had filmed it or whatever. So 2001 Space Odyssey, the monolith. So we have the alien, mon- yeah, supercomputer how to Jupiter to, and then I remember when they get there, they go through the portal and then homeboy like trans, he goes back in time to like a fetus and then like a light being and like oh, this crazy, I have to rewatch that movie. That movie's yeah, crazy. Yeah, me too. But a lot of what if, you know, in the other philosophy of space is, you know, what if we have to go through portals to get there at certain times on the sky clock and whatever, mm-hmm. like if this idea of all the, you know, cause I usually think all the religions exist. I'm one of these people. Like I don't really pick one. I think they all have tons of truth and a more truth than not all of them. Even the craziest cults probably have more truth than not in them. Um, I think I'm a person that, 
I think I can believe in space, flat earth and Agartha. (laughs) (laughs) I think it all can exist. And uh, if you go through a portal to get through other of these planets and they're more of like a realm as as opposed to the stars that are out there because there's things that say you shouldn't follow the wandering stars and the wandering stars are the planets. We have the fixed stars in the sky, and then we have the wandering stars, and those are the planets. They're not fixed the same way as all the other um, mm-hmm. uh, horoscope signs, all the other zodiac. And the sun, we in modern science, think of all those other illuminates out there are our sun. Like just because of modern science has told us, all those stars are just like your sun. But that might not be the case at all. So I'm like, I was trying to theorize with this idea of, gosh, we've, we've give all this Saturn representation and not enough representation to Jupiter. If this were the case that it was actually this big quote unquote failed star. Um, they call celebrity stars cause they want us to follow them instead of the ones above us. And, uh, Yeah, it was just blowing my mind. So I don't think I I don't think we're the only intelligent being in the realm. I just and I like if there were a dragon even or a whale we were talking about, I think they could be more intelligent than us. I think yeah, they just can't manipulate matter because they don't have thumbs. But yeah. yeah, or it's like not necessity. Like maybe they're a four dimensional being where like a look and a you know, fin like opposable thumbs aren't even that important because they say the killer whale is the only land animal that went back into the sea. They're like, they fuck say it this was- shit, I'm out. And they just jump yeah, back Yeah, they into say the- it was a wolf and they <laughs> went back into the ocean. Yeah, there's like a Native American tribe that that's like when you see them all in there. Maybe it's an uh, Alaskan tribe. Whoa, that's trippy. Yeah, but they say it like went on, like evolved, like things came out of the ocean, was a wolf for a while, and then was like, oh, like gained a bunch of knowledge about being on land and then went back into the ocean. I don't like this anymore. I'm going to go back. <laughs> and yeah. just say, like I can take this skill set. Because they still and, breathe air. You know, that, that's yeah. the crazy part about it. They can hold their breath for a very long time, but they still breathe air. They're still considered mammals, which is like wild, right? Whales are mammals? They drink fresh water. This is the part that blows my mind about manatees. They have to have fresh water. That's why if you're like in Florida and you're cleaning your boat and leave your hose running, you'll turn around and a manatee will be laying on its back sucking it. They are warm-blooded and breathe air. It's like, wow, that's crazy, man, that this such a big creature still needs to... It's not a fish. It's not a fish. It's not a fish. Wow. And it's smarter than us. So the the idea that it's like... and. It's in the ocean. We're on a water planet, mm. way more water than there is uh, land. And look at the surface of land. It's only one level. Look at how many levels there are to water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And how you're saying the the Mariana Trench, which James Cameron, JC, was one of the few ones to go there, too. I mean, he's he's it's almost like an initiation. Only, only a select few are able to go down to those depths. And he is one of them. So definitely what is, and there's a quote by him that he talks about how the bottom of the ocean, he, on these expeditions, he feels like he's almost like space travel. So very. Which some people say NASA was what the national aquatics. (laughs) 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 That's what it started out as a ocean agency, NASA. Really? 
No, yeah. No way. Yeah, it started out going deep into the ocean first. And if you look at like two of the dudes that were two or three of the guys that were on that submarine that sank, they were all involved in aeronautics, which if you really look into aeronautics, it's also submersibles. It's both of them. CSAT, the first civilian oceanographic satellite. It's in 1978. CSAT. Designed by NASA was the first Earth orbiting oh no, satellite to remote sensing the Earth's ocean. So it's a satellite. Deeper than that. It's like before maybe even paperclip. Wow, yeah, and no, I've never heard that before. That's crazy though. That 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 I think that the the answers at the bottom of our oceans, I think it's what they show like in all these movies like Pacific Rim and and Godzilla, you know, I, re- I remember growing up watching the Godzilla fight, the one where it was like a suit and he'd fight an alien or like all these different creatures. I remember that. I tried putting it off for my son the other day. And he wasn't having it. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's like from like the 70s or something like that. It's, it's really corny. But I mean, I've been telling people to watch the old Japanese Godzilla to try to explain to them how new the same as the moon landing when they're like why would they want to do that because they wanted to scare everyone in the world to think they had a missile that went to their state country if i could show you that i could shoot a missile to the moon then you would think i could shoot a missile to your country so this was a like a cold war kind of going on on top of us it was an information war going on Mm -hmm. on top of us without us knowing it calling it progress the whole time like that's what i think a lot of even um, the miniatures in this, that's how they showed us that they had bombs big enough to look at how strong this bomb is. They just used miniatures, but we don't have miniatures anymore. We only have CGI. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. There's just men in suits and then tiny little houses. And they're like, this is Oppenheimer. And that's just what I think of everything in the Oppenheimer video that we see and that they used to scare people mm-hmm. with was all just miniatures. Propaganda. Like, but I think it's totally in the ocean. Like even Mars, Mar is sea. It's sea. It's <laughs> S-E-A. It means the ocean. So it almost makes me think something about them. They can't get into the ocean. Like, there is a separation. I know everyone's like, no, you're the representation of everything. There's no such thing as evil. There's just light and dark and blah, blah, blah. I think there's that. And then there's something that decided. Yeah, there's something that decided to separate itself from that, that can no longer create. Once you separate yourself from the darkness, light, yin, yang, whatever, woo, woo thing you want to call it. Once you decide to take in enough rituals and do enough things and let walk-ins happen enough, now your flesh becomes their flesh. They don't have free will in this realm without flesh. So I think they believe that they can put their energy into AI and they won't need to do it to our flesh so much anymore. And that's why they can eventually kill us off. If they can have a walking computer that they can put enough flesh in that they can drive it, then they don't necessarily need to corrupt. Uh, they don't need a Hillary Clinton. Well, that, that's you know? that's my that's my cosmic fleshlight theory, where we are just cosmic fleshlights for these entities to experience reality, and so that's why we're constantly being fucked with, and right, so that they're able to feel what it feels like to be <laughs> human. We're just vessels human. for these for these things. So. 
Janie, do you have any 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 closing thoughts? <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I'm like, I feel like it was just all a sporadic conversation that it I needed, just tipped the It needed to happen though, because it's been yeah. a minute since you and I got it's together. Be a few more. And we didn't talk about anything that I had prepared it originally. So we're gonna have to get back together and talk about that when we for the next one that we do. So I think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. As many times as you want to hang out, I'm always down. <laughs> have any close this is kind of like the first, let's see, I hung out with Lindsay from Rogueways of uh, recent. And then this, so this is like kind of a second real podcast I've done mm-hmm. since I've been back at it. So the second Perfect. podcast done by Clone Chaney. So yep. we're happy to have you here <laughs> and you're always welcome around these parts. Perfect. 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 I loved it. Do you want to leave the people with anything else before we head out? Look, I hear a lot of people out there right now talking about XRP and Ripple and how they're all excited. (laughs) Just look into that. I want people to look into the Bank of International Settlements. I want them to look into Switzerland and uh, the mirror image of the Swiss bank, which would be the blood bank. And I think it's all very similar channels. And uh, that's the stuff I'm into right now. So maybe I'll have a whole bunch of King George, St. George... Um, stuff to add to the blood bank Swiss thing, but you know, it's our Florida. We got to stay under the foot of King George all the time. St. George. And where can (laughs) people find you Chaney? Projectchaney.com. And I will try to put all my other links on there. I'm hanging out on Twitter and telegram and Instagram. Oh, we know. I see you arguing with people on there and commenting back and forth. I've been so nice since I lost my account since free speech Elon Musk took over and I lost my account. I've been so nice because I only have one more chance at a Twitter and they won't let me have another one. Yikes. <laughs> the tech overlords. It's the same thing on Instagram. I'm only the same to have thing on, have. on on all platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all that garbage. So that's why it's important. Sub to the RSS feed. It's always there. You can always tap into it as long as you have a podcasting 2.0 app. They can't. They can deplatform us, but they can't censor us. So if you're listening to this on something that's not the RSS feed, make sure to go subscribe on whatever. You, I, podcast Addict is a good one, but any podcasting 2.0 app, that's why it's so important. Because podcasts right now, it's the wild, wild west. They can deplatform you, but they can't take the RSS feed away. So make sure to follow Cheney, Project Cheney. Dot com. Make sure to follow me, tjojp.com. Share this show, like, comment, subscribe, whatever, all that stuff. And appreciate y'all. Catch you on the next one.